0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think it's important that you do start this podcast because okay. the last time I started a podcast... You bullied me.
0: (laughs) I did. I bullied you unrelentingly. I was very cruel to you. I thought it was Um, such
1: a clever idea. That has haunted me since we last recorded.
0: No, it's okay. It's all good, mate. It's so okay. Let me just um, think of an opening. What did we cover? Um, Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. Are you looking up an appropriate ditty to get
1: us through? Great. Um, Are there any songs about sausages? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited cuz I genuinely don't know what you're going to show me.
0: Um oh no it's going to be it's going to be so good. It's going to okay. be really clever and you're going to go that's the best opening ever. Okay, so where are we? How do we do this? Okay. I don't want to The one thing I need is salmon lasagna.
1: <laughs> now, Zach, why would you play such a song in the middle of the year?
0: Well, because it's Christmas in July uh, on 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 episode sixty of MasterChef <laughs> Australia. That's right, we've watched. 62 episodes now and we're going to talk Mm. about episode 60, episode 61 and episode 62 of Masterchef Australia season one from 2009, which is the year we are doing this podcast in.
1: And nothing says Christmas in July
0: like undercooked salmon. Oh my goodness. Mm. What an exciting show. (laughs) We have skipped ahead. We have skipped ahead. Um, because that was the uh, that was the main challenge of the evening. As we know, Sundays are very exciting e- uh, evenings. Probably my favourite. You get Definitely two challenges my favorite. for the price of one, and I think the nation's favourite. Mm. Um, the
1: Australia holds their breath till mystery box. Oh my goodness! What a mystery know. box it was! What are we a really, mystery box. Zach? Are we really for the first time in months? Just
0: launching into the episodes? Yes, we are. Holy shit. Look at us go. My goodness gracious me. We're like so professional. This feels like a derailment of that very core idea. So let's bring it back on. What a mystery box it was, Mish. What a mystery box it was. (laughs) So they stepped in, they stepped in, and they saw that it wasn't your usual mystery boxes. Now we've got a very usual shape with the mystery box. It's a... A small squat box filled with um, five or six ingredients that they can Often cook.
1: it's – Let's. if we're being honest, it's often just filled with mints and herbs. Mints and herbs usually. <laughs> That's usually what's inside the mystery box is mints and herbs.
0: And they don't really have – it's usually – yeah, it's very – yeah. So they open it up and what was in the mystery box uh, – but the mystery box this week – It was not a normal mystery box, nor was it our, um, what we're used to when it's a change up, which is the mystery bamboo steamer. (laughs) No, it was a very tall box. Yeah. Everyone was like, what could this be? What did you think
1: it could be, Mish? I'll be honest. I had no idea, but I thought they were going to like reveal some sort of tall vegetable. I was expecting a whole pineapple. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something with a spiky top or like spring onions. Or carrots mm. with the big long green bits.
0: Yeah, no, um, and they were going
1: to be like, "What are we going to do with such fresh veg?
0: What are we going to do?" Sam yeah. would be mad. Sam's Sam would be mad. No matter
1: what was in there, he'd be mad. Sam's but the best thing mad. about it was.
0: Oh, that I can't make sun-dried tomato pasta with that. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, so the mystery box was very, very big, and everyone commented on how big it was. Obviously, this was also after we'd had a little bit of time with them in the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they go so into much the, time in the house! So
1: much time in the house. Um, Sarah's there, which was awesome. Big mm-hmm. Sarah, a few episodes as well. She was really, she's really
0: stepped up. Yeah. She's
1: really stepped up, and so they go in. There, they were like, "What's in the fucking box?" And then they open up the box, and inside we see a small glass bowl of intestine
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a large machine and even though someone like me who is not a not a cook I'm certainly not a chef even I can look at those and go oh yes yeah, sausages mm. like they're going to they're going to make us they're going to make sausages
0: which I thought was very intriguing because it's a real shift uh, smash up break up of the traditional mystery box mystery box is usually um, here are your ingredients yep. now you choose the meal whereas yep. that this week's mystery box was Here is the meal. Now you choose choose the ingredients. ingredients.
1: It was very
0: good. Um, But but you were saying, you you normally understand, you see that, you knew straight away that was a sausage machine.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, you look at intestine and you Mm -hmm. look at a mincer. They were given Mm -hmm. a mincer and some intestine. So even as a dumb fuck, I know that they're about to make sausages. Yeah. But all of them were like, well, what's this going to be? Like, oh, Mm. what does this even mean? And Sam was like, oh. I've got no idea what food is. Except and there for were, Chris.
0: He had a s- sly grin on in his, yes, on his Chris face. Chris
1: had a suspicion about what it might be about. <laughs> um, anyway, and it was announced that they're making sausages. And Sam goes, <laughs> making sausages? Are you kidding me? <laughs> do you even know how to do this? He says to Poe. Sam, Sam has yet to prove me wrong. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Every week I'm like, for the love of God, I like. I remember that last week I'd said on the podcast that Sam was a you know a dumbass, and mm. I'm like, I hope this week he does something smart to prove me wrong so that I can be like, oh, Sam redeemed himself. Every week he just proves that he hates food and doesn't want to be there.
0: The big thing with Sam, um, bless his heart, I feel less passionately about Sam as you do. We've since realised it's for reasons that you dated someone like Sam once <laughs> so I had a crush no, on a few Sams when you were 21. It That's wasn't what that I dated,
1: past. to confirm, it wasn't that I dated anyone like Sam. It was that the guys that were like Sam when I was 21 wanted nothing to do with me.
0: Right, 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 And right.
1: so I think that we, it, took, it took some unpacking, it took long chats with many different guests, hours with you behind the microphone before I realised that I'm jaded because Sam won't fuck me.
0: Yeah, right, <laughs> which is um, a shame. It's a shame that even, not just that you've come to that conclusion that you've publicly stated it.
1: yeah. Yeah. No, would, but, so Sam but, but it Sam, gives me some it gives me some solace knowing that if Sam were to ever listen to this podcast and hear the absolute awful shit that I've said about him. Mm. And some of it is way harsh. Way too know, harsh. Way too harsh, but he'll know when he gets to this episode, "Oh, it's not that she doesn't like me, it's that I won't fuck her." Mm. So that's all right then. Like, "Oh, she's a good egg, isn't she?" You know
0: what so I mean? Sam, the one thing I'll say about Sam Mish is that he very consistently, very, 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 very consistently. Um, I don't think he's ever not been disappointed with what the reveal is. He's always yeah. like, oh, no. Oh, tofu. Oh, sausages. Oh, like when is oh, he going to pasta.
1: Be ha- like he was mad when they had to make their own pasta. He gets mad when they had to grill stuff. Like, he gets Crazy. mad when, he, when it's raw food that he has to deal with. He's just... I don't know, I don't know. I've got no idea.
0: But the other thing that I thought was fantastic is I've realized that um, my favorite episodes of Master Chef or my favorite challenges of Master Chef is, um, because it's all sort of improvised and and two out of the three judges are are uh, chefs, not writers. They get very repetitive and they're they're not very good at stringing together sentences. They they, they say them with passion and gusto, but they don't really make any sense. Mm. Um, You know, like last week, I think there was a situation or not even last week, uh, uh, late last week, actually. Yeah. There was a situation where George had to convey the information that, um, you know, they only had a half an hour to cook. So he said something like, guys, you only have half an hour to cook. It's the Navy, guys, where he'll, like, think he's going somewhere, but then he doesn't quite know how to get the exposition in. So they're not the best at, like, making up sentences on the (laughs) spot. So what happens is whatever the theme of the episode is, whatever the... Idea is it gets very, very repetitive and that word gets said a lot. So you're going to hear the word Christmas a lot when when the theme comes to Christmas in July yeah. in the second half of this episode. What I've realised is my favourite segments or episodes of this show is when the theme of the episode is a funny word. Because I think everyone said sausages or sausage. Like probably 400 times (laughs) in 20 minutes. Every
1: time the camera would go to a different contestant, they'd be like, pork sausage today. Oh, I'm just stuffing my duck sausage. Oh, I'm just about to grill my lamb sausage. Like so much. It stopped making sense. The word sausage stopped making sense.
0: Along the lines of um, I'm very proud of myself and happy with my (laughs) sausage. (laughs) No,
1: he said, I wrote it down. I knew you would
0: have. He said, I believe in myself. I believe in my sausage. I believe in myself. (laughs) I believe in my sausage.
1: It was that shit is so good. Like that is very, very good. Um, Basically, they all get these sausage machines. It's sausage week, and like Zach explained, not sausage week. It's sausage mystery box. Mm. Um, Like Zach explained, rather than get being given the ingredients to make a sausage, they have to pick them themselves. They can make whatever kind of sausage they want. Now, as it's two thousand and nine, and we are all ignorant to the sausage. I think it's fair to say as a 2009 gal who's eaten quite a few sausages, like mm. my mum, she was a single mum for the most part. You know, she worked a full-time job as a nurse. There was at least one week of sausage and mash, like mm. one day a week, sorry, of sausage and mash. So mm. I've, had, I've had some snags,
0: mm.
1: like many Australians that have been before me,
0: mm.
1: right? I was under the impression that pork was it in mm. 2009. Do you know what I mean?
0: You could have pork, maybe a beef sausage.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then there's those barbecue sausages that you buy in trays of like 24. And I 24. think they're beef,
0: but I couldn't say for sure. I don't
1: think they're meat. No. Like, no, they're not meat. Um, but th- I, I didn't know that you could make all these different kinds of, of sausages. It was very exciting to see all the different kinds of meats. Now, most people went for pork mm. um, because that's what a normal sausage is. Um, but Matt Preston reiterated very heavily that he wanted fancy sausages. Mm. He wanted
0: some. He wanted a bit of bourgeoisie to these snags. M- Matt Preston was on fire these three episodes. He, <laughs> he really was. I get the sense, and I might be wrong, but I get the sense that when they were filming these episodes, older episodes were coming out that... Um, if uh, I, I get the sense that, you know, they film about two months ahead of, of what they're releasing. Yes. And at this point the series w- was starting to pick up in its success. He mentioned Sam's squid. He said, last week I went home and my son wanted to make the squid like you did, yeah. which I think was like, I don't know, like maybe like a few weeks into the series. So that makes me It was me a think, while ago. So that makes me think while they're filming, this is exactly the point where the series is starting to pick up in popularity and people are starting to say how much they love Matt Preston's sort of verbose, verbose. Yes. because some of his descriptions were grotesque, if I may.
1: <laughs> they, it, was, it was honestly like the entire time Matt Preston was trying to say a grab for the commercial. Everything that came out of his mouth was like Okay, the producers, the editors, they can use this The way he he talked
0: about sausages made me think He wanted to shove those sausages down his urethra Like (laughs) he was loving those sausages He
1: was He described them as bountiful at one point Which I thought was really great he he honestly he got Don't
0: get me started on the fucking panna cotta when he got No, to I've panna got that. Cotta, I've
1: got a recording of it. Don't you worry. Oh, you it's got a coming, recording.
0: Yeah. Good. When I I missed it. I missed it and no. I was like oh, was, I, I wish it was free-to-air TV. I couldn't rewind it. <laughs> and I was like, but I know Mish has written that down. I okay. All For the purposes
1: of this next 15 seconds of the podcast. It's fucking 2020. I heard that while I was sitting on my couch and I was kind of half paying attention cause I'm over MasterChef. And when he said what he said about Panna Cotta, I came alive, oh, raced man. over to my laptop, man. repeated it like four times, then recorded it. Right. It was genius. Just wait for it. You guys will be hearing it in about half an hour. Oh, but it, it was, was so fucking good.
0: I I am so glad you got it. Cause I missed it. I missed it and then I was rolling through and I was like, do I go back and write it down? And I was like, no, I know Mish will get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I got that. They um, said uh, that Poe's sausage sounded disgusting and sweet. She was doing something a bit more Chinese inspired. They were like, that sounds disgusting and lap, sweet.
1: a lap chong
0: sausage, mm. I think. No, like yeah. that'll never work. Um, so then uh, about 15 minutes later, post sausage one with no acknowledgement <laughs> for the doubt d- d- they had. They were just like, yeah, that's great. You <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're like, that sounds so – she's like, I'm cooking this I- – I don't even remember what fucking meat she used. but I'm Pork. Cooking- <laughs> pork. I'm cooking – of course it was fucking pork because that's the only meat that goes in a sausage. Um, she's like, I'm cooking it in honey and then I'm going to glaze it and then I'm going to put it with all these sweet condiments. And they were like, that sounds like shit turns out that she taught them something, didn't she? Um, what I really loved, and Justine, I find, does this often. This is a very Justine thing. Mm. It's like it's her role to, after an ad break, kind of um, recap what's just happened or yeah. what they're up to. So she's like, right, so we're in the kitchen, 10 minutes into cooking, that kind of thing. And it's always her job to kind of explain what it is that they're doing. And her explanation of how to cook a sausage was so fucking vague... <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you know, if do you- I'd
1: never seen a sausage and had no, one, firstly, firstly, I will, I can stay hands down, I will never make a sausage from scratch using an intestine and a machine. Mm. I, it just isn't going to happen. It doesn't matter whether I'm eating meat or not in the future. I, I will not ever make my own sausage. But so. If I had no idea how to make a sausage and I'd never seen a sausage before or I'd never tasted a sausage before and I got Justine's instructions on how to make a sausage, it makes no sense. She goes, so um, making a sausage actually seems quite easy. You grind meat and fat and then you add flavours with the intestine around. What the fuck was that, Justine? Justine.
0: Do you want to know my theory as well? Thanks, so, babe. So Justine loves that, right? When Justine went away, that role went to Julie. And, and I never got to a point where I mentioned it, but there was a couple of episodes there where Julie just couldn't handle it. There was just a couple <laughs> of moments where it was Julie's talking head and she just like, and we all went into the kitchen and um, there was only 10 minutes left, but we didn't know what to do, but um, it's okay. And they've had to <laughs> use it. And I, um, uh, my theory is currently going that they brought back Justine and Poe purely because they're better at talking heads. Yeah, because Chris <laughs> sucks as well. But Chris, Chris loves makes, it. He loves Chris, doing they it. They use Chris a lot.
1: Yeah, because Chris is obviously he's like putting his hand up, going, "I'm gonna, I'll do it for you." But he also has. There's no
0: color in no, Chris. No. at all. He's, Chris just is like cold hard facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cold hard facts. <laughs> We had, what doing. we had 15 minutes left and um, everyone put some sausage in there and, um, yeah, everyone's doing their sausages.
1: All I had left to do was grill the sausage. So I just put some skewers in it, put it in a pan and started to grill it, which was actually a fairly easy process.
0: Um, there was a lot of sausages to go but only 15 minutes and some people were struggling with the intestines, not me. I'd made a duck. A sausage just a, a week earlier.
1: I think what I'm particularly happy about is my presentation. I looked around me, and everyone else has seemed to be presented differently. So I think I'm in pretty good standing here.
0: His was too dry.
1: Yeah, and he fucked it up. He was so cocky because he's the meat guy. Um, and what I thought was really interesting as well is how every single person, except maybe Chris, but also because Chris has no feelings. But Chris, ev- sorry,
0: just oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> I just had a um, thought about. No, Chris. please, it you go first. It just hit me like a wave. It just <laughs> hit me like a wave. Chris very rarely cooks his meat well. <laughs> he Aww. like as the meat. Maybe it's because he. It's always pointed out when he doesn't. But the amount of times his meat is overcooked, under-seasoned, undercooked.
1: Yeah, he just loves meat though. And he
0: just all, And it's always the domestic oven's fault. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but he just really loves meat.
0: He loves meat. He's the meat guy. Um, anyway, well, sorry, what were you saying? No, you're
1: good. I just thought it was really interesting how every single contestant, and even like I think George at one point as well, pointed out how disgusting the intestines felt and how they were really slippery. They looked weird. They did look kind of gross. It looked like a very long, thin, wet condom. Mm. Like you can imagine what an intestine looks like, right? They all commented on how fucking disgusting it was and how none of them had ever handled that before and how it was gross. And yet no one said anything about Chris shaving a pig face last week. No, that bothers me. That actually bothers me. The intestine is gross. I agree. I don't want to put my hand in there. I don't want to, the concept of eating it, despite the fact that I know it doesn't taste that bad, the concept of eating what an intestine looks like is fucked. Mm. That's gross. I would argue, like, I would argue the point that grabbing a Gillette Two razor shaver mm. and shaving a dead pig's face, mm. bit bit worse, Hey. Mm.
0: And no one worse. said
1: anything. They just let Chris shave a face, and no one said anything.
0: Luck- and as I say, lucky they had a Gillette razor in the pantry.
1: Yeah, well yeah, exactly. That's a good point. <laughs>
0: That's what I keep coming back it's to so that fucking, fucking Gillette weird. razor.
1: Um, I also just want to comment on the fact that Justine made a pork and tarragon sausage mm. and George described it as country house. <laughs> nah. He goes, Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm liking that. A bit rustic, a bit country house.
0: Country house sounds <laughs> I like don't even a genre of music
1: music yeah it sounds like, like um it sounds like when country musicians start this is what i imagine it's when like fairly b-grade like so fairly popular country singers start to lose their um mm. clout um and so they try and start making other types of music Well, did and you like so yeah, country house it's like it's, faith, it's like if faith what's her name hill faith hill Started a house. Started making house music. Well, because
0: you know that that's like that's always been Nashville's like strategy is like whatever is popular, they do the country version of it. Like um, Johnny Cash was just because uh, like there was the dark cool rock stars. He was yeah. just like that's the country Roy Orbison. They were like that's the country Roy Orbison. Yeah. And then yeah. like girl groups were big, and they're like Dixie Chicks. Chicks, like, yeah. That's
1: Pop music, Taylor Swift. Literally,
0: like yeah. they just that country nashville will just like whatever is big within 6 months they're like the um zara of music genres <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so funny thank you that's very oh, kind that's of you to very say very funny oh <laughs> uh, that is such a good assessment. And Country House oh. just sounds like a weird genre. Like yeah. it's like a trivia question. Yeah. That like that <laughs> It's like Calvin Harris goes to
1: Nashville and they're just like, oh no, it's country.
0: It's, it's our Calvin Harris. Yeah, it's, it's like our it's our Calvin <laughs> Harris. He's 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 as hot as Calvin Harris, but his songs are about pickup trucks. <laughs> it doesn't seem like you know, like there's good country, there's like bluegrass, and there's like this would yeah. just be like Riding on my pickup truck, Riding on my pickup truck,
1: blah blah, blah 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 Going home to see my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I incredible. always want to pull up
0: a uh, house, house. Yeah, can back. you
1: look up house country and see the first thing that comes up?
0: Well, I I I want to do my own impression of. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I want to just do my own impression of what I think country house sounds like, so it's a little bit like this, I reckon. Let's let's just hope whatever I've pulled up. No, oh, it's a hungry Jacks head. <laughs> Um I've just got a I've just got a proto um, uh, uh, version of YouTube where they're trying <laughs> out ads on YouTube. I don't think it'll stick. That won't be a thing. Uh, you can't have ads before YouTube videos. People will just leave. But and also, go to we're live, so like...
1: used to ads on free to air TV that they won't annoy us online.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Riding on my pickup truck. <laughs> Riding into p- town. Riding with my horses. Houston, all the way. Riding on my pickup truck. Mama, is makes make you proud. Riding on my pickup truck. Make me proud, Houston. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's Nashville's next big thing. (laughs) Honestly, Zach, that is one of the funniest things I think you have ever said. (laughs) Honest. Fuck, man. Someone do a bite. Like someone, what is it called when they like take a segment out of something? Oh, whatever. Just someone cut that and like that was so funny.
0: Thanks mate. That's very kind of you no to say. No worries.
1: I just really fucking enjoyed that. Um,
0: um so the sausages oh. the, the winner of the sausage challenge go Wait. Yeah, Wait. you
1: go. Um I'm going to make an observation.
0: Yeah. That Shoot. I
1: haven't made in mm-hmm. 60 episodes of Masterchef, but it's always been there in my head a bit. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't know if this is a risky thing to say, and Zach, you might need to edit this. I'm so sorry. Um, no, <laughs> no. I do you know, don't know? Do you know who? Can Maybe I it's about say how this I is just an
0: observation about my own um, uh, habits on podcasts? Based on like now that I am the editor of a podcast, pe- as people know, I don't really put much effort into this. But now that I'm the editor <laughs> of a podcast, people who don't edit podcasts are much more trigger happy with, I'm going to say something that might be offensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just cut it out. This, 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 this. That's so true.
1: Well, that was like when we had Ben Russell on. That time. And Ben Russell, I'm assuming, probably edits all his own podcasts. But when he was on ours, he's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 we would just, like, throughout the whole, like, episode with Ben Russell. Zach, and I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. edit that part. So just <laughs> <a second. laughs> that was at five minutes and 20 seconds? Yep, five minutes and 20 seconds. Got to review that one later. <laughs> no, I don't think we'll need to cut this because it's just an observation from mm-hmm. a 21-year-old girl who's watching MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a lot about chefs or the culinary industry. As it's 2009. Um, but I reckon sometimes, oddly enough, and I know this is weird because we love George, whatever, um, George acts like he's on a lot of cocaine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that might explain his tippy-toe emphasis. No, but, like,
1: honestly, like, this particular episode, during the sausage-making in particular...
0: He's loving life. George
1: was so... Twitchy. Oh, no. But happy.
0: Happy. Um, now, you're not, let's be very clear, you're not accusing George I of doing not,
1: cocaine. Of, of course not. He's a professional chef. They you're don't not just saying do he cocaine. is
0: doing cocaine. <laughs> oh, no. This guy's a, yes. Yeah, he's a
1: professional. A pro- he works in the culinary industry. There's no way the man just does cocaine.
0: <laughs> what you're saying is he loves sausages so much. Yeah. He gets so excited
1: that he racks a line. <laughs>
0: It's lucky only four people are listening to this because yeah. you are I'm not. not no, let to me libel make things something
1: very, very clear. Yeah. I'm not saying that George Columbaris does a lot of coke. I'm yeah. not saying that because no. that would be accusatory and potentially illegal and defamatory, right?
0: Defamatory, yes.
1: I'm saying it is my opinion yeah. <laughs> that there is a possibility that George acts like he's on a
0: lot of cocaine. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, just wanted to say that. Um that's great. So um, Christmas in July was the theme of the next challenge.
1: Uh yeah. Poe got po to wins. pick a
0: partner. And Poe yep. Poe po, po picked Andre, which was a bit of a surprise to me. And she said she chose Andre because they have a similar approach to cooking, <laughs> which I presume by that she means they're both inconsistent at best.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I was actually, I was surprised. I thought she'd pick Chris and to be honest with you, I think Chris 100%. thought that as well mm. um, because Chris has often said that him and Poe are the frontrunners. Mm. It's also fairly clear now that everyone thinks that Poe is the frontrunner. Mm. Like I think that that's like a general consensus amongst all the contestants, even the judges, that she's being set up to win, mm. which makes sense because I think she probably will. Mm. Um, It wouldn't make any sense for all the
0: others. You know what I mean? No. Anyway. I mean, Chris is still solid. Um, Not if he keeps serving
1: up salmon the way he did, man.
0: No, that's true. I I can't think of anyone else really. Um, Yeah. Hey, Zach, Zach. Hey, Zach. Zach.
1: Imagine if it was Julie. (laughs) Julie. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, Julie. <laughs> I yeah. mean, she's done really well these couple of episodes. Bless she is. her little heart. She's done really good. But she's not going to win it, Mish.
1: <laughs> anyway, so they announced that it's Christmas in July, which isn't a thing, but okay. And then they um, get to
0: pick teams. Uh, so uh, uh, Poe is the winner, gets to pick the team. She matches with Andre. She puts Sam and Chris together and then Justine and po- uh, Julie because they did so poorly in Hong Kong And
1: she just blatantly said it as well And she's like And I've paired up um, This is why Everyone loves Poe But she can be so mean She's she so like, upfront She just I love blatantly just... said She was like Oh and I paired um, I paired Julie and Justine together Because they failed miserably last time So I'm kind of hoping they'll do it again and it's <laughs> like <laughs> J- Jesus Christ okay <laughs> okay you bitch. for you and I'm not uh, saying Let me just say very clearly I'm not saying that Poe is a bitch I'm saying that maybe sometimes as a 21 year old in 2009 looking on into it sometimes poe acts like maybe she is potentially coming across as a bit bitchy
0: (laughs) i think what i love about what i love about poe is that she's very honest and very upfront and that the editors and producers haven't used that as an opportunity to just make her seem like an awful person. Um, It's almost
1: like they have a plan for it after the show. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, it's almost like, but I mean, I can't imagine a future where that happens because it is reality television. Yeah, of course. um, Where where a producer would just pick the mean things someone says and then, does a show where they just, people that are honest and upfront, they just pick the three things they say and then paint them as a villain and then that show does better than MasterChef. So so then in season four MasterChef tries to compete with them by doing a weird season that's kind of of that ilk and then it's really bad and odd.
1: Yeah, that would be almost, like I said, would be almost inhumane of them to do that.
0: That's yeah, cruel and rotten. Yeah, And considering how
1: MasterChef is doing so well, doing what it is doing right now, I can't imagine that they would do something stupid like change it up. No, don't absolutely. Know, only cast people who are conventionally attractive. <laughs> and, like, maybe like maybe throw in a couple of mums just to be like, oh, but we're not shallow. Um, it's like that season of Big Brother, which has definitely happened, where they only put in single people. Do you remember this?
0: Oh, baby. So they,
1: they, Big Brother was like, we're just putting everyday Australians into a house. So I watched the first few seasons of Big Brother, right, and I actually <laughs> know a couple of people who have been on Big Brother. Wow, it, So fucked. But... I, I watched the first few seasons. And then I remember like a few years into Big Brother, and I'd stopped watching for a bit, and then I rejoined. Mm. And it had stopped, they'd, they'd stopped trying to pretend that they just put random Australians in a house that covered all different walks of life. One year, they literally just put a whole bunch of zoo models, single zoo models in there.
0: That's amazing.
1: It, and I remember that same year, one of the one of the contestants revealed on like the first or the second night that they were in the house that she had a boyfriend on the outside that they'd just gotten together and she had a boyfriend, and she got in trouble. Wow! For lying to the producers about having a boyfriend.
0: Do you remember the season of Big Brother where there were where there was two separate houses with a wall dividing them, and then it was like two weeks of that, and then they just brought down the wall. Yeah.
1: But there was only one guy on one side of the wall. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, no, no, I don't remember that. That's funny. I don't know. Big
1: Brother was a fucked up show.
0: Well, Big Brother was Is really. Is it a fucked
1: up show? No, it's still a fucked up show. 2009.
0: Yeah, Now I think maybe Kyle, Kyle Sandalins. And ja- Kyle <laughs> and Jackie are oh, replaced. Um, Gretel which, Clean. Uh, fingers crossed that picks it up. That gives it a little boost.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't imagine that bothered Gretel at all. No. Because um, she's got a big career. Um, oh, that was nasty. <laughs> I'm not saying that Gretel doesn't have a big career. I'm just saying that as is I'm excited for your, your career.
0: I'm a, excited for your career to really take off, Mish, and for you to just I've uh, just the journey of Mish self-editing because she she'll start to know more people oh and she'll God. start to go, maybe it's not the smartest thing to just shit on people that are like <laughs> 1 degree of separation from you. <laughs> I'm excited for that to click. No, for you, that's
1: not what it's like. It's- <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, come on. You think that yeah you trying to tell me that you think that Sam from MasterChef Australia season one is going to want to hire me? But-
0: no, I'm not saying that Sam from MasterChef Australia season one is going to want to hire you. What I'm saying, is Sam, who I have called a Weasley cunt to be honest, so I'm not like morally superior. Here. <laughs> I'm saying, Sam from MasterChef Australia. Might one day listen to this podcast?
1: No, but I've just said as well that I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, and I'm sorry too, Sam. Um, and I'm also <laughs> saying that yes, you one day might work with Gretel Colleen. I'm putting the money on the fact that you might one day work with Gretel Colleen.
1: Yeah, and if that happens, I'll be like Gretel. I'm so sorry that Kyle and Jackie took your job.
0: Yeah, fuck they, Kyle they, they and Jackie. ruined, they ruined Actually, the show. I will happily say. And fuck I'm so sorry Kyle's that your Sandalance. career has. And
1: I'm and I'm so sorry that your career hasn't flourished since then. <laughs> Would let's, you say that? Let's flourish up You're, at a, you're at a
0: cocktail. <laughs> you're at a you're at a cocktail mixer at, at the Ultimo Studio at ABC. Um, they've just are you they, edit this. You've come, <laughs> maybe <laughs> you are at a uh, <laughs> cocktail mixer at the ABC. They've really loved some work you did writing on a web series. You're meeting some people. You run into you run into Gretel Colleen, and you're going to say, "I'm sorry, your career didn't really take off after you were bummed for Kyle and Jackie O." That's the first thing you're going to say to Gretel and If Gretel
1: came up to me at one of these parties and said, oh, I'm sorry, Mish, is that you? And I was like, oh, hi, Gretel, nice to meet you. And she went, are you Mish from Recaps with Mish and Zach? Mm -hmm. And I, of course, would be proudly, I would say, yes, I am. And she would say, well, I listened to that episode where you suggested that my career hasn't flourished since Kyle and Jackie took my job. Mm. I would then say, I'm so sorry, it was in the name of comedy. Also, please understand that it happened before my career took off (laughs) and I was relying solely on my friend Zach to edit anything dumb I said. So I'm so sorry Because you
0: didn't understand how much of a pain in the ass it is to make an edit sound like someone just going, um,
1: so we're going to talk
0: about a new topic now. (laughs) Zach,
1: I don't feel, when the time comes in my life, that I have to justify myself to Gretel, Colleen, I will have already made it in some way. So that'll be really great. You
0: would be surprised. You would be. Su- you are so much closer to Gretel level than you think, Mish. <laughs> you are on the cusp of Gretel.
1: Would you say you're on Gretel level?
0: I know people that have worked with Gretel. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. As I've talked about this, I'm like, I know way too many people that know her
0: quite well. And this is what I'm saying. This is the journey you're on, Mitch. This realization. But I haven't. Oh, oh, I can shit on Brad Pitt,
1: but Gretel. Gretel. Look, I have not shat on Gretel. I just said that unfortunately, her career took a real bloody bump.
0: And, and it was Kyle fucking and Kyle and Jackie O's it's fault It's
1: not my fault It's I blame Kyle and Jackie O
0: Fuck Kyle Kyle and, and Jackie, Jackie O are cunts
1: o. And if I ever get to the point where I do have to look at Kyle and Jackie O in the face and justify myself
0: yeah, I That's fine That that
1: one's fair Yeah that's fair <laughs> That one's fucking fair that's Anyway, fair. let's move on before I lose any hope for a career <laughs> in this industry
0: So that's what um, as as I as I was saying Um, so now we're going to talk about Christmas in July. Tell me a little bit about Christmas in July, Mitch.
1: Um, so in this episode, they had to cook a two course meal. Um, Mm -hmm. Each team had to cook a two course meal. Um, salmon and chocolate were chosen, which Mm -hmm. was great. Um, when Sam and Chris were paired up, Chris was fucking livid. He hated that. But what I also thought was interesting to note was that Chris used half a bottle of rum, half a bottle of rum in Mm. his eggnog sauce. And they all just kind of had a bit of a laugh about it and thought it was very funny. Mm. But that's – the Chris is a raging alcoholic.
0: It's too much alcohol.
1: That was too much. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. I'm not saying that Chris (laughs)
0: (laughs) – I do want to just say as well about about, – I thought it was really funny. There was a really funny moment where they realised that – so – Because Andre was Italian and Poe is Chinese, they just went on their own path with Christmas. Andre was doing a salmon lasagna. Poe was going to re-emerge with good version of the deep-fried meringue. So she'd worked it out. Yeah, because if we all remember
1: last time she made a deep-fried
0: meringue, she fucked up. She fucked it up and that was, I think, what sent her on the path to going home, am I right? Or no, maybe not.
1: No, I don't think so. No, she went home because she said... Barley but instead, instead of was, was
0: the was the meringue what sent her into that competition that then sent her home? I, I don't, don't think it was. F- I,
1: I don't care.
0: No, that's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if we can get through two and a half episodes in like ten minutes. Let's do this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Poe makes the meringue. Uh, that's all good. But the big realization is Justine and Julie are making a uh, whole baked salmon and a pud. And, uh, Sam and Chris are doing a whole baked salmon and a pud and they're a little bit worried. Something very
1: interesting I just want to note there, Zach, when you say the word pud, it really suits you.
0: Yeah, damn right it is. Maybe one day I'll go to Edinburgh, find it funny that British people or Europe, like UK people say pud for dessert and then a little bit later on be, we'll make I'll make a sketch where we say pud because it's funny and then it'll do really well and it'll be about christmas pud christmas pud there you go that's a good idea in the future <laughs> we could do that in the future copyright so any- that right now <laughs> um uh so then um there's a great moment where uh where um uh george and gary are talking and they go um all the salmon and the pud is a whole baked salmon talking about Justine and Julie. They're like, is a whole baked salmon too basic? I'm worried that that's going to send them home. And then immediately after they talk about Chris and Sam, they're like, they're working together. They look like real chefs.
1: Yeah, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. I'd, I'd, and they always seem to palm off this like boys versus girls thing. It's really pissing me off. <laughs> um, anyway. Wait a second,
0: uh, Mish. That frustration Maybe we could turn that into the third wave of – another wave of feminism. There's been two. Maybe that could be the third wave of feminism.
1: I reckon if I were to start the third wave of feminism, I would surely get an opportunity to meet Gretel Colleen. (laughs) (laughs) This is genius. I can't wait till we finish season one of our fucking podcast so that we can go on and do shit like that (laughs) instead of shit like this. Okay, So Um, when it comes to the tasting, um, really, really quickly, let's just fucking smash it out. Andre fucked up his lasagna because oh man, and
0: and it like it looked like salmon mush with raw pasta. It was
1: the most foul-looking thing I've ever seen. It looked like bile.
0: And they loved Poe's meringue so much. They were like, it's like a donut but fluffier so much that they were like, we love Poe, we love Poe and they were bowing at the altar of Poe. They are yeah. like, this is like the best fucking thing we've ever eaten in our lives. It's genius. They were like, thank you for bringing us something we've never had before. Admittedly, it's something she tried at a restaurant once and copied, but that's cooking for you.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Um, um, so just, she, she, go on. Oh, sorry, go on.
1: No, no, please.
0: Justine and Julie. Uh, Julie's cake was a bit basic and didn't taste of Christmas, but Julie's fish was cooked superbly.
1: Mm. They were so fucking pleased with that whole cooked salmon. And they, like, they they, they just, they. And I don't think they expected it. I thought they thought that. That was all I said. I thought they thought that that sounded very <laughs> funny. Um, I think they assumed that Sam and Chris would do really, really well because they looked like real chefs, unlike mm. Justine and Julie, who just don't look like real
0: chefs. No.
1: But then when it came to looking at Chris and Sam's meal,
0: well, the their, salmon,
1: their salmon, it honestly looked like this. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not just saying this for the very basic lol. Mm. It looked like they didn't cook it.
0: No, like it did. It literally looked like a raw salmon, and then Chris yeah. was like, "I actually like my <laughs> salmon like that." And Sam was like, <laughs> "Yeah, too right, Todger. I like a raw salmon too. That's actually how I like my salmon." Yeah, and they it, were was, like, "It was absolutely insane. It was just raw." Um, as and this is a great moment of um, of George like losing himself in trying to tie too many ideas together at once. Where George said, um, "He was like, ah, look." And he tried it and he was like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, but is it Christmas in July? No, it isn't because it's not cooked and you've got to cook things for it to be Christmas, <laughs> Christmas in July.
1: Yeah, and he also said like, when I think of Christmas, you know, I'm thinking warmth. I'm thinking singing, yeah? Those were the things on the fly that Zach had, that fucking George had to think about as quick as he could. Christmas, Um, warmth, uh, song. That was it. It was like you... You're on way too much cocaine.
0: Amazing. Yeah,
1: pretty Mish, incredible. I
0: have to go grab my charger really quickly. I'm sorry. And my, phone, and my laptop. Do I need to f-
1: make fill? For, do I have to f- do filler?
0: No, I was going to cut it, but you can fill.
1: Right, yeah, I'll fill. fill. You guys got, if, no, I'm not going to cut it.
0: You fill with the fans while I get my charger.
1: All right, no worries. Hey, guys. Um, for the purposes of this fill, um, let's just... Uh, say that it's 2020 because I'm so fucking sick of this 2009 bullshit. So you know what? It's 2020 and we're all in isolation at the moment. I've been in uh, isolation for I think it's coming on to about six weeks now, which is a really, really long time to not have waxed your box. And I'm very aware that previously in this podcast we've spoken about me waxing my box. Um, I'm just going to embrace the fact that my – uh, listeners, Zach and my listeners, uh, know way too much about my box. Uh, feel free to DM me, ask me some questions about um, the waxing of my box. Uh, I'm probably going to request that Zach edit this. I panicked and spoke way too much about my vagina. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Anyway, take care.
0: So I'm back, Mish. Um, sorry, I just I uh, thought my laptop had enough charge um, I was like, the only, the only way I would need to plug in my laptop is if we talked about the sausage segment of the three episodes for 45 minutes, that would be <laughs> the only situation. There's a very, very
1: good chance Zach, that you're probably going to have to edit what I just said.
0: I'm sure you were talking about your box now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you hear me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, wish, okay, I really like wish that, I'd played otherwise, that as like, No, uh,
1: otherwise I would be asking to have a meeting with you to talk about why I need to change my brand. <laughs> 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 if you can guess if you leave me alone for 45 seconds and I end up talking about my box. <laughs> fuck it. Leave it in. Fuck it.
0: Uh, fuck it. Fuck so it. um the Let's raw get this salmon. Done. <laughs> the salmon was raw. The We've salmon was all. raw.
1: So um what ends up happening is Julie and Justine win. Amazing. Love that for them. And then the other four have to go into an elimination.
0: Because, can I just want to say, it was a really, Julie and Justine were very happy to have won because they were very worried. It was like one of the issues was theirs was solid but a bit boring versus the best dessert that had ever been made and (laughs) just a pile of salmon goo.
1: It's almost like they wanted Poe to be in the elimination
0: that's so that true. Everyone
1: could see her shine. Which also, she does the salmon the... goo
0: looked so vile. That salmon yes. lasagna looked awful.
1: Yeah, it was. It was absolutely fucked.
0: Anyway, now, tell um, us about this episode. It's lucky that we spent forty-five minutes on the sausages because I don't think this is going to be a particularly iconic episode in ten years' to time. Yeah, big time. So that's it's why would, that we're going to have rush to rush over this,
1: this. So they then go into an elimination, which is our standard elimination that. They, each contestant that's in the elimination gets given a recipe mm-hmm. and they all have to cook the same dish mm-hmm. and whoever cooks that dish the worst is out of here. Now, they reveal the dish and it is the most intense 2009 dessert I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, it is so full on. And what's really funny is that in 2020, I reckon, we'll look at that dessert and go, I reckon you could get that from Max Brenner. But when we're in 2009 and you look at that dessert, it is fancy. So do
0: you reckon, do you reckon, Mish, that macaroons are going to take off in such a way that they're <laughs> going to be at Ma- Max Brenner or like a McCafe?
1: Yeah. Because so I think macaroons are dessert... very
0: – oh, sorry, you should talk about these yeah, Macroons. The,
1: the dessert was a panna cotta,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, on what was called a passion fruit slick, slick. which sounds so dirty, mm-hmm. but it was on a passion fruit slick. With two macaroons or macarons.
0: So, macarons are, as I, uh, how are they pronounced? Macaroon. 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 Macarons. So, macarons are (laughs) basically yo-yos, but like made from meringue. Um, And they are the hardest, most special, most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And I called my mother after this episode and I said, I want a macaron. And she said, "I've already talked to forty people. We all mm-hmm. want macarons, yeah. and I think macarons are going to be really big in a huge way. But when you the say that they're going to
1: felt b- Zach when you looked at a macaron, is I'm sure sorry. That they, no, it's, uh,
0: sorry, it's not pronounced macron, It's pronounced macroom.
1: Macrooms. When macroom. you looked at the m- m- macrooms." Um, the way that you felt deep down inside, that, that burst of energy and, like, you'd finally seen true beauty, mm. I'm almost positive that every single Australian is going to feel that exact same way.
0: Where uh, The water cooler chat about mac- names, macar- macar- macarons,
1: macarons.
0: Uh, ma- mac- macaroonies.
1: Macar- macaroons.
0: Yeah. macaroon was huge. Everyone was talking about them. I mean, but where are we going to get? Like, there's not enough fancy, fancy French the, places. You can't just—they're so so delicate, so light. You couldn't just, yeah, set them up in a in a in a fucking just, kiosk at fucking. Zach,
1: do you know how hard it, Of course, you you. Of course, like you get it. I get it. We are now living in a world where all we want is a macaroonie. I want a macaroon
0: so much. I just want we a can't macaroon. Can't
1: get them, Zach. They're too hard to make. They're Zumbo so hard.
0: Zumbo's got got his shop in Sydney, but I don't see a time when he's coming Zumbo? to Melbourne at any time. Zumbo made him.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, for those of you who want to know who Zumbo is, Zumbo, who is the creator of this dessert, he wasn't there. Almost because last time he was there, it's almost like the producers went, "He's not good TV." Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're never also... going to build
0: an entire series around that guy. Yeah,
1: that's it. Um, he was the crock and Bush guy, and for those of you who also guy. remember, we had Ben Russell on at that time, and he described Zumbo as someone who really loves eating pussy. Yes. <laughs> Which just my favourite thing that ever Do you want to hear a fun story? Um, Is it about eating pussy?
0: Yeah, man. In the future, <laughs> in the future, I reckon I'm going to live around the corner from uh, the Zumbo flagship store in South Yarra yeah. uh, for a time and I reckon one day I'm going to see Zumbo with a backpack.
1: Hey, Zach, I reckon you've told that story on this
0: podcast. <laughs> I, as I started, I was like, I know I've told this story. Anyway, they all made no macarons. One remembers. <laughs> they all made macarons. Poe's was amazing. Poe just made a near perfect dish. Yeah, it she looked She just pulled insane. it off. Yeah. Chris was pretty close. He did a pretty solid job. He did a job. good job.
1: He, he did a very solid job.
0: Sam's was a bit not great, but I think he kind of got there. Like there was a bit of rise in the macaron biscuit. He he,
1: he undercooked his rice pudding.
0: Yeah, so it was a, there was flaws, but it wasn't quite there. And also um,
1: Sam, again, at the start of the fucking episode, after looking at the recipe, went, there's no way I can cook that.
0: No, he was which, very Which really shouldn't be on him.
1: When, he, when Sam passes, may he rest in peace, he should genuinely get on his tombstone, there's no way I can cook that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's,
1: that's, like, yeah. 100%. But he.
0: I think he did a pretty solid job. There was a bit of rise in the macarons. They weren't as good as as Chris's imposed, but there was a bit of rise in them. His his Everything was pretty solid. Um, Andre served up the biggest pile of shit of his entire career. Andre, I think, will go on to be a great chef, has done very good things. I really like Andre. There were He, he literally just poured egg juice onto a tray, <laughs> cooked it in the oven and then put some stuff in between the egg juice. It
1: was the meal of a panicked man.
0: Right. Um, I believe his passion fruit schmear was, or slick, was the... Uh, uh, I believe Matt Preston said it was disgusting. Yeah. Um, the only thing that worked for him was the panna cotta was solid. So he made an awful, awful meal. Sam made a solid meal and the other two did very, very well. Um, so Sam went home. Yeah,
1: Sam was sent home.
0: <laughs> Sam was sent home, not um, Andre.
1: Now <laughs> the, what what was very interesting about Sam going home was that I instantly felt enormous guilt.
0: mm. You've because you all on the boy I've for wanted long time
1: because all I've wanted from the start of this little trip that we've been on mm. is for Sam to go home mm. and then when it came time for him to go home, I felt really bad for wishing that upon him because he was clearly shattered. Now he was clearly shattered in the way that a man shows that he's clearly shattered in 2009, which was a lot of choking on emotion. Um, not really expressing how you truly feel and getting the fuck out of there as quick as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I was, was very sad. It was very sad for. It was Sam. sad.
1: You could tell that he was very disappointed, and you could also tell that he probably thought and- Andre should have gone home.
0: Well, I <laughs> and think so the reason he's gone going home is
1: probably just because he's a bit of a dick.
0: They were like, "It's t- well, maybe because he 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 was up for elimination a lot." But yeah, let's go with a bit of a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's because he was a bit of a dick. Um, um,
0: then he went <laughs> home. Yeah, go on.
1: So now we've got who's left? We've got Justine, we've got Julie, we've got Chris, we've got Poe, we've got Andre. Zach, we have our final five. Oh, hold on a second. No, we don't because we have fucking Greg Norman and little girl Julia coming back. This show is never going to end.
0: No, never end.
1: Never ending show. So you um, think we've got a top five, but actually we have a top seven, despite the fact that two of those top ten, seven aren't even in the fucking room.
0: They don't even know is, how. They come to the Masterclass insanity. sometimes. And then who knows if they'll just chuck a few more people in for fun. Yeah. That'll be anyway. great. Please anyway, go. uh so I, I think we can really skim over the fucking Let's do
1: it. Justin and Julie won the episode before. They tossed a coin to find out who was going to get to cook against the professional chef to see if they win an immunity and a fast track right into finals week which is in a few days.
0: Which is literally it means <laughs> they miss Could you imagine doing Could you imagine doing the immunity challenge and all you get out of it is you 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 pass through one challenge, one challenge. That would instead of get the whole series. That would be proper pissy.
1: Um, The only thing about this episode uh, that is worth noting is the chef that you had to cook against was some guy named Adrian
0: Richardson.
1: Richardson. Now that name may spark a bit of you know interest in some of you. Like, where have I seen it? Look him up. You've probably seen him before. I mean, look him up in ten years, and you'll probably see him before. Um, he's around. Um, he's the he is the serious meat guy. He's Chris. Ain't got nothing on this meat guy. This is a
0: real meat guy. He's a real butcher. Loves um, meat. He's like this. Is I'm gonna slam this, and then he make this, his dish is like a lamb and and spinach wrap thing with a potato thing and more spinach. It's. I got to say, spinach is a very timeless dish. We love spinach. It's 2009. We love spinach. We love spinach. I love going to Coles and just getting a big bag of spinach. That's a way to really bump up the iron in your salad mm-hmm. and also just like really rocket and spinach. Yeah. We so don't good. need iceberg lettuce anymore. Iceberg lettuce can fuck right off. Oh. I think we mean, should burn it. Have you ever, all the I don't know, Zach, I don't know if you've crops. noticed
1: this yet at Coles and Woolies, even though we haven't been shopping there because Curtis Stone told us not to. Mm. I don't know if you've noticed, but they now do combo bags. Of spinach and
0: rocket That's fucking sick man That's
1: so fucking sick
0: That's so good Iceberg lettuce is so tasty Iceberg lettuce is so tasty But it can fucking die in a hole For all I care Now that we have spinach
1: and rocket Fuck off
0: I do just want to backtrack for a second Because I forgot there was one quote I really loved Where um Where uh because he got in trouble last time for not knowing what his vision for the future was, Sam did say, he was like, they were like, do you want to be in this competition? And he's like, it's the only thing I want to do in my life right now is be in this competition. <laughs> <laughs> like not the only thing I want to do in my life is cook. That's what Andre is do
1: we know what he'll be doing in ten years?
0: No, I was going to look it up, but we can talk about that next podcast. Yeah, we can we have some guesses.
1: Yeah, we should take a guess. Um, so, uh, Julie is cooking uh, this lamb roll with a f- like it's essentially just lamb and spinach, a spinach with a spinach
0: ball. spinach ball. Yeah, which I think and is ha- the b-
1: Oh, guys, if you ever want to make a spinach bo- ball, this is all you have to do: is get your spinach and roll it into a ball. <laughs>
0: I've never seen a spinach spinach ball ball in my life, right? I was like, what the fuck?
1: I wonder how they made that. You literally get a handful of cooked spinach and roll it into a ball and... That's a spinach ball.
0: I'd never seen a spinach ball in my life, in my entire life. I was like, what the fuck is a spinach ball? This is some weird Adrian Richardson 2009 bullshit. And then and then, as Matt's eating his spinach ball, he's like, that's probably the best spinach ball I've ever had at any <laughs> restaurant. So it turns out I've not been to a lot of restaurants in 2009. I don't really, I don't think I'll get into that for another few years. Mm-hmm. Turns out spinach balls were like at every restaurant. Everyone was eating spinach Everyone balls.
1: The fucking spinach ball, man. So basically they both – there's a reduction in there as well because it's 2009 and you can't do a dish. Without a reduction, um, then Julie and Adrian present their dishes. They're both very close, but Adrian wins and he goes home proud of his life choices because he beat Julie Goodwin. And now that's that's it. And now we're at our final five, which is really exciting.
0: we got half a week to go, then it's finals week. I don't know what's in store for finals week. I cannot wait. I'm so I cannot excited. cannot wait to find out. I'm actually really getting back into MasterChef. I'm enjoying it again. Even though I got a little over it, I'm enjoying it again and I can't wait to yeah. find out what happens next.
1: What are you up to do, uh, for the next few days in 2009, Zach?
0: In 2009? Yeah. I'm 19 years old. Oh, cool. Is it 2009 or is it 2008? It's 2009, mate. What? Oh, yes, it is. What am I up to? Uh, I'll probably just listen to some Anthony and the Johnsons and um, cool. maybe head down to Hyder Bar, have a couple of cocktails.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, how about I'm, you? Um,
1: well, I'm 21 and I'm thinking that it's if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. I'm thinking of dyeing my hair purple.
0: Fantastic.
1: Yeah, because I'm 21 and that's what 21-year-olds should do.
0: Well, you're never going to have an opportunity to dye your hair purple again.
1: Well, yeah, that's exactly right. So I figured... It's not like I want to be 32, stuck in isolation, losing my mind, and then doing something like, I don't know, putting cheap purple dye over a very expensive bleach blonde job. Um, It just seems like this is the right time to dye my hair purple as it's 2009, I'm 21, and I don't fancy being a 32-year-old loser with a shit dye job. Know what I mean?
0: I know exactly what you mean, Mish.
1: Mish. (laughs) Yeah, babe.
0: Who's going to win... Who's gonna lose next?
1: Okay, so Poe's gonna win, and Julie is gonna lose next.
0: Uh, I was gonna say exactly the same thing. It's gonna be one person of Poe and Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But Poe is gonna win. Julie is definitely her time has come. I've only just learned Julie and Andre, and I think Julie's gonna go.
1: I think that's about right. This felt insanely efficient for one of our podcasts, Zach.
0: Uh, That's only because we had to rush the last. um, twenty-five minutes because we talked about sausages for forty-five. <laughs> we talked about sausages for forty-five minutes, even <sighs> though we had the macaron episode up,
1: mate. Even if Gretel Colleen starts to listen to this episode, she's out about halfway through our sausage chat. She ain't. She ain't going to get you are to the making bit these it.
0: cuts hard. <laughs> if you want me to cut this, you've made it. You peppered it throughout. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost
1: like you have some time on your hands to do it, though. So that's ah, cool. you'd uh, imagine.
0: Yeah. Would. <laughs> uh, all right, Zach, it
1: was good to speak to you and um, see you over Zoom because it's 2020.
0: It's always a pleasure, Mish. I will see you soon.
1: Take care, mate. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen